It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime! Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, with an effective character, three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. And James here. The opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today, we'll be sharing our experience with One Day at a Time and this episode 59 of the Effective Characters podcast. Let's go. Ooh, this is a good one. Why, why didn't Dennis do his woohoo? Woohoo! Oh, now we'll we'll cut that in, so that way so that way people people know. Organic. You don't have to like lie to the the audience all the time. Just full transparency. Dennis has been on Twitter for the past half an hour. He's just now joined the conversation. That's true. And what's our Twitter handle? <laughs> <laughs> At the underscore characters. And if we sound a little uh, little different, we should. We're in the same room, but we're also, if we sound muffled, that's because we're making sure that we keep our face masks on. So this is the first time. You like my face mask? It's Baloo from the Jungle Book. No, it's Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. It looks like a bear. Yeah, I, I would have said a, a country bear that <laughs> fell into maybe like a blueberry pit. I that- hate you guys. Um, but it's good, and we have some exciting news. So uh, when you're listening to this, they'll already be in town, but uh, James is hitting the road tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I rented a Tesla to go pick up my kids. And have you driven a Tesla? Once. They're nice. Uh, it's like a spaceship. I'm yeah. excited. I, I'm moving the microphone back and forth and back. Do you guys? You, oh yeah, we didn't you, tell them we're in the studio. We, all three of us. We we just did. We just. Are you here? Uh, we just did say that, Should right? Leave the microphone like down that, here and then just talk into it. That might be easier for you. Sure, I think that I think that works. <laughs> we're, we're, so, we're, um, we're still working out the bugs. So um, yeah. So are you ready? Are you ready for the uh, the drive there? It's what three three hours, three and a half hours. To, uh, yeah, to pick it's them up. three and a half hours. Uh, it's roughly 250 miles, and the car runs on the battery. I think it gets 220 miles, and I already checked in the Florida Turnpike. There's superchargers at every rest stop, so I'm golden. There's one at the gas station. I know. I, I looked right it up. So, and what's funny, guys, is I, you know, I had this car rented. Um, from Turo, this is like Airbnb for cars. And I rented it two months ago. And uh, the guy who I rented it from canceled today while I was on the morning meeting. And I just got really angry and worried all at once. And then I shared in the meeting. And I, I shared about faith and I shared about that it's gonna be okay. It's my little plans and designs. They never go my way. Well, a lot of times they go my way, but when they don't go my way, it's up to me to really just have faith that it's going to work out. After the meeting, I was able to book uh, the Tesla, which is a little bit more, but I'm excited. And um, to, I think my kids will be excited too. So that's a cool story. Yeah. 
I, I think that's that's great. And was there a maybe not one day at a time that worked? Was there a slogan that actually helped you? I guess stay focused on trying to find the solution that you found with the situation that you're in. Uh, I don't know if there's a slogan that I can think of. Or a st- just, a st- what step did you use to to help get to that? Uh, step three. Um, yeah. I just made a decision um, to trust God, really. I made a decision to trust God and have faith. Yeah. Spiritual I, principle that's uh, wonderful. So we were trying to think of a topic that we've done a lot. I mean, next week will be the 60th episode that we've done, and there's been a lot of great stories. But one day at a time, I know for me – if I'm trying to remember the first meeting that I went to, there was a picture of Jesus on the wall in the first meeting, and there were a bunch of slogans around. And the one that um, I remember seeing first was One Day at a Time. And my first sponsor would always say whenever there was something crazy going on, he would say, one day at a time, sometimes one hour at a time, one minute at a time to, uh, to help me kind of get through. Because I don't know about you guys, like the slogans seem to be easier for me to understand even before like starting to take the first steps. So what's your experience, Dennis, with like one day at a time and kind of when you came into the program and when it started? I don't know. Oh, that's I know okay. I've, I heard the term before. Like it's it's one of the, probably one of the most popular slogans that's come out of AA because you hear it like if you know nothing about AA, you usually hear that slogan. Um, yeah, I don't know like if I ever consciously applied it. I kind of just like went with the day like before I ever got sober or whatever like I lived in like kind of the now because I never thought about the future that much you know I never worried about it or whatever and it wasn't until like my anxiety started and I got a little bit older that I started getting thinking about the future and worrying about it and it would cause anxiety and stuff like that but um I think, like, since, like, coming into the rooms and and trying to apply it more is I use it in the sense of kind of along the same th- lines of, like, do the next right thing and stuff. Where, like, if I get too, like, like out of the moment and focused on, like all the things that I have to do or that might happen or whatever and think about it too much, I get really overwhelmed. So I have to bring myself back into the the sense of like, well, I don't need to worry about a month from now. I don't need to worry about a year from now. Like I got to worry about today and get through today. In a sense, I don't even need to worry about it. I just got to like focus on it. Like today, you know, I know the things that I need to do today. And I know one thing that I need to do tomorrow, but I don't need to even think about it tomorrow or, you know, I just got to think about it today. I'm rambling. Someone else talk. One day at a time, James. Go. 
Hello, James here, and, um, you know, one day at a time means, um, pretty much that, um, that I'm not really thinking about, you know, my life as an alcoholic, and, you know, when I, like in early sobriety, you know, the old timers would tell me one day at a time, and what, I took that meaning is like, don't think about not drinking forever. Don't think about your life without drinking or drugs, you know, just keep it into the day. And in the day, you want to, you know, keep it really simple. You want to wake up in the morning, you want to pray, meditate, um, maybe get a cup of coffee and, you know, thank God for, you know, a new day. You want to get yourself to a meeting. Uh, my sponsor says you, you should go to meetings every day if you can. Um, you want to try to be helpful. I would, I would get little uh, assignments for the day to uh, do three things uh, for someone and not let them know that I did it. So I'm not trying to take credit for it. I, I would have gratitude lists on days, you know. And um, at the... Um, the end of the day, you know, I would thank God for keeping me sober that day. And um, that for me is, you know, one day at a time. I had a list of things that I had to do for that day. And it wasn't my job to think about the next day, you know. Um, it, it seems simple, but, you know, my mind, you know, always, always worried about, you know, not having enough, losing what I had. Um, not being rich enough, being poor, um, not being a good father, you know, my mind would take me to some pretty sick and twisted things. When I keep it in the day, it's so nice to be able to just enjoy each thing. And as as time has progressed over the last three years that I've been sober, I've, I've really been able to, you know, keep it, as Dennis was saying, keep it down to the, the moment or the minute. And if I, I feel anxious, um, you know, it's okay. I can, I can look at that um, from kind of an outer perspective. Be like, okay, I'm anxious now. And know that this too will pass. And um, really take a little bit of time and do the next right thing. So, you know, for me it was early sobriety, just staying in the moment, not thinking about, you know, like all the stuff I've done. Because these steps are designed to help me clear the wreckage of my past and so I don't have to worry about it. What do you got, Mike? So, uh, thank you, James. When, when I think back to really the first three months of sobriety was when every single day I would say to myself, one day at a time, it's just, just a day, just a day, because I did think how am I going to get through anything? I mean, when I got sober, it was three weeks before my 30th birthday and I had planned a party bus to be taking me all around Boston at the time with a bunch of my friends and um, like everything in my life was a party bus. Even when I got married, when I was still drinking, um, my brother wanted to have a... Uh, bachelor party that was going to minor league baseball game and doing go-karts 
And that sounds really fun. Right now, I if I got married right now, I would say that sounds awesome. Uh, I said, what are you, an idiot? Um, who in the heck wants to do that? This isn't a nine-year-old's birthday party. This is my bachelor party. Now, that doesn't mean that I wanted to make it rain at the dancing clubs. That means that I wanted to get a party bus and bar hop or like dive bar hop from one place to the other and not have to worry about driving and getting a DUI because I knew that I was going to shove as much alcohol into my body. And when I got sober, I'm bringing that up because when I got sober, I had to change my birthday party to being something else. And my first sponsor said, you know what, you should be able to be as comfortable around alcohol as possible because my job at the time, there were gigs where just like, you know, James works at a restaurant at the bar. And if he wasn't supposed to do that, he's talked about it in the past, something else would have presented itself. The problem is not the alcohol. The problem, it's an inside job. That's how I see it. And my solution is that I have a higher power instead of the booze. The booze was my solution until that solution stopped working. Um, And then I just kept using that as the solution and expecting different results. So when I got sober, I had to say, how am I going to get through like going to a wedding or going to a funeral or any celebration or any sad moment without having a drink? And my uh, group of guys, the fellowship, when I first got sober, they're like, it's just one day at a time. Like, don't take it one day at a time. Don't worry about something in the future that might never actually happen. And but it was a real like stress for me of like, how am I going to get through anything without a drink or a drug? And there's stuff I know, Dennis, that like you've encountered where you've uh, you've shared on here, but just on this episode, kind of reminders of times that you've had, or maybe even just a time where one day at a time has helped you just kind of thinking about it like that to get through that situation. Tell us, Dennis. Um, do you have like a specific thing that I've shared before uh, that you think I... No, no, it's, no a, it's a new uh, episode, so... Um, I don't know, but while, while you were sharing, I was thinking that you know before before I ever came into the rooms right I was like sober for like a year and a half and that's when I spent a lot of time in isolation on the couch and like you know not doing well like I was in a very bad physical mental and spiritual state yeah but when I first like stopped drinking and smoking pot it was because of my health Right. Like I was just I was not doing well. And I blamed a lot of that on the alcohol and the drugs or whatever. So when I stopped it, like I never had the idea of like, oh, I'm going to stop for the rest of my life. And it was almost just a natural thing. It's like, oh, I'm not going to drink today. You know, I'm not going to like smoke pot today. And it's because I just didn't feel well. And I felt worse every time I did that. So after like a year and a half and then like not getting better because I thought I would get better if I just quit. And then I came, it wasn't until I like after I was in the rooms and I made the commitment like, okay, I'm going to try this to see if it makes me better that I like 
thought about not drinking for the rest of my life. But even like to this day, it's like I still don't think about that. You know, I'm like 30 years from now, maybe I'll have a drink, but I don't need to worry about that. But today I'm not going to drink. And so like before I ever even came to the rooms and applied that, I guess I naturally applied it early on. It's just like, oh, I'm just, I don't feel like drinking today, so I'm not going to drink, like, because I don't want to feel sick and all that shit. But I don't know. I think I try to use that philosophy, like, every day, along with, like, the third step in surrender and everything like that, is because, like, because of my anxiety and, and my ADD and my depression and stuff, I can easily get overwhelmed. So, like, you know, I have a project that's coming up, you know, that is a pretty good opportunity and a pretty bigger opportunity than I'm used to or whatever. And so it's when I think about it, it's easy for me to get overwhelmed. But if I, you know, understand that, like, I only have a role to play in this project and today I don't have anything to do with that project, so I don't even need to think about it. And when the day comes, then I can deal with it. But if I sat here and like thought about it and worried about it, like, oh, we're going to film in December or whatever, then I get very overwhelmed. So it's like every day I got to apply that because when I think about things in the future, even good things, then I get anxious, I get overwhelmed. So I got to do it like every day, pretty much, as long as, you know, give it to God. It's in God's Mm -hmm. control, surrender it and stuff. Yeah. What do you think, James? So thinking about one day at a time, I think it's okay to make plans. And um, my, my wife, for example, is a wonderful planner. I, not so much, but I've learned a lot from her. So you want to plan for the best and, um, you know, know that things won't always go your way. And, you know, like, a, like with the car I was speaking about earlier, you know, I, it, I planned two months ago for this, and then it just at the last second, possible second, it was canceled. So, you know, I, so I just do the next right thing. And, you know, the results aren't up to me all the time. In fact, I don't think they're ever up to me. And um, unless I'm judging a Minecraft build contest with my kids, the big one always wins. One of the reasons I like this slogan is it is one of the slogans that actually was coined by our our founders, uh, Dr. Bob and Bill W. And uh, it goes back to like the very first days in the 1930s. And, and they knew that people that were coming into AA had profound problems. They have destroyed their lives, their livelihood. They've destroyed relationships. So when people came into AA... Much like today, you know, they were, they were hopeless. And um, they would use this term one day at a time just to let them know, like, just listen, you're, get sober, get through these steps, and your problems will work themselves out. So that's why people still use it today, because people, they come in, they're so broken, all they can think about is the problems, the problems, and what's going to happen? Am I going to get arrested? Am I going to lose my job? Um, so a good sponsor would tell them, you know, just keep it in the day. Work, work on your problems. Work on solutions to your problems today. Don't worry about what's a month from now, what's 
two weeks from now, you just focus on the day. And it's, it's very profound when you think about that. And it's really a psychic change. You know, it's, it's hard for people to not think about the past or to think about the future. It's, 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 it's a practice to stay in the day, to stay in the moment. That's why they encourage meditation. Uh, they encourage to stay connected to God. And, um, and that's what I practice doing. And it's completely new to me, but it's, it's so much better than how it used to be. Thanks. Yeah, um, staying vigilant. One of my best friends, his nickname in the program is Toronto John. And you guess where he's from. Um, Quebec? He, yeah, he's from Quebecois. Quebecois. Um, so he would always say, stay vigilant, Mikey, stay vigilant. And every time I would say goodbye to him, he would say that. And it's kind of like the same thing as one day at a time. Like I got to make sure, yes, it is just one day at a time, but if I want, I don't have to have that day. I can have a terrible day if I choose to, or I can have the day that God intended, which is today is great because I am of service to other people. And right now, as I am, uh, you know, starting a new chapter of my life with my daughter, I get to actually look at the future of every relationship, whether it be with a friend, family member, coworker, uh, I know that that relationship, I invest in people that can accept the love and care that I give to them rather than people that aren't equipped and can't actually have that because I like serving other people and trying to help them, especially the ones that don't necessarily also offer that back to me, but can accept it. It's a different thing. Before, I just used to offer it up to people that I knew would also give it back to me. But accepting it and actually returning it, it are, uh, are two separate things. You know, um, one, one of maybe the, the best things that happened to me the first couple of years in sobriety were needing to know that I had to go to a meeting on my very first Christmas that I was sober. So I was, let me see, it would be, so like three months, three months sober is when uh, Christmas time, maybe three and a half months came around and there was an alcathon and I knew that I had to go. And uh, my loved ones and, and, uh, and her, her family didn't um, understand it. And I picked up resentment because they said, why does he need to go? He needs to. What is he going to drink? And man, I did not like that. But I liked the fact that holidays and birthdays meant so much to me because they were big days, right? Huge days. And I shared what was happening in that alcathon. And the topic was one day at a time and how it's really just it's just it's just a day. Is it Christmas Day? Yeah, it's Christmas Day. But it's just a day. And I can get through that. I'm not going to, you know, uh, what, what do we say? I'm going to drink this poison and expect you to die. It's like I was having so much resentment and hate. And it wasn't hurting them. It was hurting me. Yep. And 
it's funny how that happens, right? Like I, I, where I would get so mad, people talking about my sobriety, how dare they say that I'm not drinking anymore? And I would get so aggravated at that with my in-laws at the time. And I told Toronto John, I'm like, can you believe everybody now at the lake knows that I don't drink? I'm not going to go to the lake anymore. And he, you know, his response was, that'll really show them. You don't enjoy the lake all summer long. You don't go out on the boat. You don't enjoy the beautiful sunsets. You don't enjoy the s'mores on the campfire. They'll be sorry. They'll be sorry. They'll, they'll know. And it's like, that is so crazy true and nuts that that's where my head went. But without him, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for you guys, but I'm just reminded, and I don't know why now, of like how important that the people in the rooms really are, or the Zooms, you know, really are um, at this point within one day at a time. What else did you have to add, Dennis? I'm tired. I need a nap. That's, that's what I got to accomplish today. Um. No, I think it's 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 one of those things I, I think become part of the lifestyle that we live where at first it's really hard to like just stay focused and then not, you know, especially not to drink for one day. If you're used to drinking every day, it's hard to not drink one day. But it's also hard to not worry about like the rent you have to pay at the end of the month. It's worried about the paycheck you're coming every two weeks or like this event that you have to do with your family and stuff like that and I think it's one of those things that it's it's one of those habit changing type things and like it's a almost a purely mental perspective kind of thing so it's not like I have to like okay if I go to the gym every day then I'll get used to it it's a physical activity you do it's but it's like upper mental activity that you have to do to redirect your your attention and your focus to that moment and to the now and the day and stuff so it's really hard to do but once it like the more you do that the more you're conscious of it and the more you're able to kind of control that perspective it becomes part of that lifestyle the lifestyle that we live day to day um that we didn't before and and it's really interesting to like think that like when you like whoever suggested the topic or whatever I'm like wow like, my first instinct is like well that doesn't really have a lot of application to me you know what I'm saying but it becomes like so second nature that when you really like, think about it it does it's something that I am doing every freaking day but it almost doesn't feel like it and it's 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 one. It's just one of those like things that's like an aha moment. It's like wow, it really does. It, like I had to consciously try to apply it early on, to where now it's become just second nature, you know, in a way. And it's like when I when I'm not focused on the day, it's noticeable. Where before, I just was never focused on the day. I was. It's always like to me. It's always the future you know i'm always waiting for this to happen waiting for this to happen waiting you know getting overwhelmed of the suspense or the 
anticipation of this happening or I'm looking in the back dwelling on the negative freaking things, you know. But, yeah, something to ponder. You have anything else to add, James, for we wrap it up? I guess I didn't have any more follow-up questions. I think I, could, I, I said everything I could on, you know, staying in the day and really – it's really just training your mind to to not be so focused on the future and the past cuz you will most of the day but you just got to practice not you know practicing being in the present like instead of complaining about washing the dis- dishes like just start enjoying washing the dishes oh like oh i'm so happy i have running water and i'm so Oh, the soap makes my hands feel so nice. You know, silly stuff like that. But the little things, if you keep doing that over and over again, the more and more present you become and the more peaceful you are. And, um, you know, that's, it's, that's what I strive to be in this day. And it's good to be with you guys. I love you all. Yeah, there's a lot of love. And, and this was one of the um, – we mentioned her before – in our fellowship, you'll hear starting every episode, Carolyn. our good friend Carolyn um, says one day at a time. So I think it's it's fitting that we'll we'll drop her in at the end of the episode as well to uh, to just show some respect that and getting through this life with you guys. It's uh, it's second to none. And if you want to reach out to us, you definitely can. On Twitter, what's that again? One more time, Dennis. At the underscore character. And you did uh, drop a bunch of political memes that were funny. I just got a text. I didn't know. (laughs) I just want to read this text I got. Nothing is a coincidence. Everything you're experiencing is meant to happen exactly how it's happening. Embrace this lesson. Be grateful. Sometimes the best thing you can do is not think, not wonder, not imagine, not obsess. Just breathe and have faith that everything will work out for the best. I don't have to plead the fifth or drink a fifth anymore. Wow, that's a good nugget. And it's true. You don't. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Let's, let's close this out. We'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 60. We're the defective characters entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember? One day at a time. And we'll see you next time. Woo-hoo! Keep your pants on, Dennis. Oh, my God.